You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Hello everyone and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. It's myself, Paul Tierney, and I'm joined by Aram from Football Kentron, who's going to talk us through Armenia in the opposition preview. Aram, how are you? Um, I'm as good as I can be, I think, uh, after what we went through yesterday. So, uh, okay, I guess I would say. Okay, okay. Well, we'll start anyway with that to get it out of the way. Yesterday, um, Obviously, you were beaten 5-0 by the Ukraine at home. Very, very disappointing result. Uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't have seen it. It would have been live over here, but uh, talk us through it. Did you see much about yourself? Uh, yeah, I did. I woke up bright and early here in LA, 5.30. Uh, it was a 6 a.m. kickoff. And um, I would say overall, it was a very disappointing game. Not not for the scoreline, because uh, we went into halftime 1-0 down. We had more shots in that first half than we did in our previous two matches combined. Um, and it there was no lack of uh, creation of opportunities. You know, uh, it was there. Everything was there. And it was just up to the players on the pitch to execute that final uh, portion of the game plan in that final third. And they just couldn't do it. And, you know, they, they had a mental collapse after the second goal went in. And typical Armenian style <laughs> stopped carrying. So that's why you see the 5-0 scoreline. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair to Ukraine, they're actually not that bad a side as well. And they do have five goals in them against, against you know, like they even fancy their chances of getting five against us a lot of the time as well, to be honest. So I wouldn't be too disheartened from it. Um, obviously, we you spoke to us before, previously before the first game when you beat us 1-0 over there. Uh, one of the players you picked out that at that day was Spertian. Is he still the player to watch or is there anyone else who might uh... be having a good season as well that you can... That we can worry about, basically. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, since the last time I spoke to you guys, he has been exponentially better. He started his club season out 10 games right now into the Russian Premier League. Uh, he has eight goals and three assists. So 11 goal contributions in 10 matches. Uh, he is the top goal scorer. He is a top goal con- goal contributor in the league. He turned down a move to, I believe it was uh, Monaco. He was in talks with Monaco and briefly with Bayer Leverkusen because he wants to go to a bigger club. So he is at this point uh, fresh because he was suspended for the game against Ukraine alongside our captain, Haroyan. So he'll be coming in this game fully knowing uh, that he's going to have the most influence on it. So in terms of players to watch, I would definitely say it is still him. Uh, if I was to pick one player, yes, yeah, definitely. And anyone else, even anyone else having a good season? Where are most of your players playing as well? Uh, it's 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 a mixed bag right now. We have uh, our champions of the Armenian Premier League, Punic, have qualified for the Conference League. So we have a core three players: David Irchenko, our goalkeeper. Uh, we have uh, Dashian, who is a right winger who scored both the Conference League goals or two of the Conference League goals for Punic. Uh, and we have Hovhannes Harutunian, who's a 23-year-old central midfielder who can come in and uh, do something magical off the bench. So those three players right now are 
playing in European competition. Uh, so I would say they're, they're people definitely to watch out for. And of course, someone that's back in the squad now after a long absence due to injury is Columbus crew midfielder Lucas Zellerayan, uh, who is, of course, if you're ever stateside or ever discuss the MLS, uh, he's always up there in the top five players in the league. So in terms of uh, danger, I would say those players. And then, of course, there's Tigran Barcerian, who plays for Slovan Bratislava and is playing in European competition this season as well. He is is always a hit or a miss. Uh, I would say is an 80-20 miss to hit ratio. Uh, but when he hits, he hits. So um, you guys should hope that it is not a Tigran Barcerian day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not anyway. And hopefully we can play as we did last night as well. We played very, very well last night. We're lucky to be beaten. You probably saw a bit of it yourself. Yeah. Um we just one more question I have to ask. Since since Henrik Mikatarian has retired, um, has it been a bit difficult on some of the players as well? He has retired, hasn't he, from international football? Yeah, has it been difficult? I would say no. Um, on the players specifically, because you know, from what we're aware of from insider knowledge was that he was causing a divide in the locker room. And that I think plays really well into the results we are having. Not saying these results currently are any better because they're definitely not. But um, th there was this, a lot of tension that was building up and, and he seemed from what we understand to be a large source of that. And we're in a bit of a transitional period. I would say after this next match against you guys, which is likely going to be our manager, Joaquin Caparros' last match, for the national team, uh, I think he's going to retire from from management um, uh, fully. Uh, we're going to be in a transitional period. We have a ton of young players now that are slowly working their way through, you know, their their club their club sides. Uh, namely, I would say Girard Charoyan, who just uh, actually loaned out to CSK Sofia in Bulgaria, uh, a side that I think isn't in European competition because they they just fell slightly short, but. It's going to be a transition period. We have a lot of players in their 30s. Uh, Bayram Yan uh, is in his 30s. Dashyan, Grigorian, Yurchenko. Uh, and, and we're going to be looking to shift away from those old guard and, and usher in a new generation of players. And I think it's long overdue. Brilliant, brilliant. CSK Sofia actually beat one of our teams, St. Patrick's Athletic, in the qualifying rounds. And it was a very, very contentious decision that that they got to put them through in the end. Um I was going to say something else there. I can't remember. Just, just, um, just on the campaign so far as well. We'd look at this and be fairly disappointed. We've only won one Nations League game ever, which I think is absolutely shocking. But um, w would you be disappointed so far after such a great start in the opening game against ourselves? Uh, look, Paul. Realistically, going into this Nations League campaign, we our goal was to stay up. That's it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how or why. Our goal was to get up and and speaking internally at Football Gentron and I think um, in, in the little crowds of Armenian football supporters, uh, there was a general consensus and a general understanding that if we do the double on Ireland, that's good enough to stay up. And, and that was always the thought going into this. We thought if we can nick a draw against Ukraine or nick a draw against Scotland, luckily, cool, great, we'll take it. Uh, but in terms of expectation, it wasn't there. So... If you ask any Armenian, has this Nations League campaign panned out how you thought it would? The answer would be, yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
that's 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 madness. I think considering how how good a start you've had, uh, we're we're very disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I'm always disappointed with the Nations League since it started. I just feel we haven't taken it very seriously, to be honest. Now he plays strong team, Stephen Kenny, but even under Martin O'Neill in the first campaign. We just, like, and it's such a good opportunity for uh, countries like ourselves as well to guarantee a playoff spot. If you think about it, look how Scotland got to Euro twenty twenty. Look how like Macedonia, yeah, North Macedonia, Macedon, exactly. And look at even the, Georgia now winning the group in the I think it's League C as well. Like they're flying, and I've seen Georgia plenty of times playing over here, and they are not the best side. Use are miles, miles ahead of Georgia anyway. That's for sure. Well, but yeah, yeah. We, we've recently got the better of Georgia. Of, of our neighbors we were actually in their nations league group uh and that's the one that we won promotion from we had georgia mm-hmm. and north macedonia in that group and we uh we edged them both out to get to get promotion and uh they're i mean georgia georgia's gonna get better let, let me tell you that i don't know if if you've been watching them lately but um they have a gem of a player uh Kavitska, who plays in napoli now just mm-hmm. transferred there he's been on fire their goalkeeper uh plays in spain they're they're working their way through. They're going to be a very very good side very soon. Um, but I agree. I mean, the Nations League has been a, a wonderful opportunity for other teams, the the, the not A League teams, let's say, uh, to get those spots because we were one win away from being in North Macedonia's place in the Euros, and that's that's a crazy thought. You know, we we dropped stupid points, and that could have easily have been us. And I think. And the countries that had the good mentality going in, the Georgias, the North Macedonias, are the ones that capitalized on those opportunities and took them, and they are going to benefit from it long term. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. And hopefully, in the next campaign, we can both kind of kick on. And uh, whether one of us, one of us is going to be in League C, hopefully not us, hopefully yourselves. But <laughs> we will, we will talk about that after Tuesday. Um, right, we move on to the game anyway. Tuesday evening, seven forty-five, the Aviva. Uh, what do you think the chances are of you getting a result? Um, we're, I mean, we've played very well, but it hasn't been. We're, we're not the most confident besides a lot of the time through a lot of parts of the game. So, yeah. what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, I've been thinking about this a lot since yesterday, and and I've come to the to the to the miscellaneous number of thirty percent. And I say that because um, because of our results, we don't have the benefit of a draw being good to us that you guys have that because you had a win and a draw. So in in terms of that, and we don't get that head-to-head bonus that we would have gotten if we were tied on points, because now we can't be tied on points. Um, 30%. And, and, and we have to go for a win. We don't really have a choice. I mean, if we, we could sit back all game, but that's not going to help us. We, we need a goal. A draw doesn't help us. Um, and I, I think it's going to come down to a couple things. I think it's going to come down to wing play which I said wasn't important in the first game, but it's, I think it's going to be very important in this game. Uh, and tempo is the second thing. We tend to play worse when it is a slower tempo. When the opposition has the ball and they take their time building up, we crack. But when the game is quick, that's where we thrive. So I think those are the two things. Uh, and, and judging from your performance last night, great performance from the, from the Irish, for sure. Wonderful performance, but... Uh, definitely showed that the wings is where you guys can be exploited. Overload the wings with pace, and and that is just so happens to be how we play. Um, but is it gonna be a goal fest? I don't know. Is it gonna be another you know nil nil? Someone's gonna edge it by one goal like how it was the first time, maybe. But 
it's hard to tell, but the the fact of the matter is we need a win and a draw is good enough for you guys. So I'm, I'm really trying to understand how that's going to play into both of the team's approaches. Yeah. Well, I, judging on last night of Ireland play with the midfield that they started with last night, it's very energetic, very lively guys who get around the pitch, Jason Malumbi, Jason Knight and Josh Cullen. Well, particularly the top two anyway, Josh Cullen kind of just sits. I think we're better when they play because Jeff Hendrick, as good as he has been for Ireland, he doesn't have the energy to pay, play in a 5-3-2, 3-5-2, and he gets caught out a lot of the time. Jason Malumbi, if you watch him for West Brom, constant, constant all the time, run, run, run. Jason Knight can play any position, play him right back, he'd do a job, play him up front, he'll get a couple of goals. He's just one of those guys, and I'm just biased because he lives. He, he used to live near me, so that's why I'm biased on Jason Knight anyway. Um I was, I was going to say something else there as well. Um, just just in terms of the wing play as well, I'd actually completely agree with you. If you look at our fullbacks, Matt Doherty, as good as he is going forward, he never really is the strongest defender overall. That's probably why Antonio Conte doesn't start him. I'm not saying Emerson Royal is better defender than him. I don't think many Brazilian defenders are that great. But look, uh, and in terms of James McLean, he's a winger playing left wing back. Like He's going to get caught out several times. There's the problem. And then whoever comes in for him, Robbie Brady would probably go there. He's another left midfielder, central player playing left back. Our, yeah. our left backs are injured and we left Ryan Manning with Swansea. So, I'm, you know, it, it could be could be a difficult evening if you get at us. Uh, give me a scoreline, Aram. Give me a scoreline. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, it could be 3-0 your way. It could be 3-0 our way. I, I don't think it's going to be a close game one way or another. I don't think it's going to be as tight as it was in the first one. I'm anticipating one of one of our two teams um being mentally stronger than the other and taking full advantage of that now at this moment in time our team in terms of mentality uh it's it's been shot it's been taken out on the backyard and it's been shot i mean our country is going through a lot of things our football is on the back of you know most people's minds we're not thinking about it um so i wouldn't be surprised based off of what i've seen in our performance against the ukraine um, if they play anything like that, I don't know. You, we're going to see a very energetic first 15 minutes. I could tell you that because that's how we play. Very, very energetic starts. Um, but if we start to dwindle off too quickly after those first 15 minutes and we shut off, it, it could be it could be a big scoreline. So if that's what it really comes down to, whose confidence gets blown out first. Yeah, I think I think with Ireland as well, and one thing you could be confident with is that when they're forced to have the ball a lot of the time, they do kind of struggle. Like it, it's kind of like Man- Manchester United at the minute; they struggle when they have to have possession of the ball. Mm-hmm. You see, when they beat Liverpool there a couple of weeks ago, they didn't have much of the ball, and it, it suited them. I think with Ireland, it's a similar kind of thing. If they're forced to play, and I think if Armenia stopped them playing, it's going to be a tough night at the Aviva. I'm going myself. I've seen many tough nights at the Aviva, and uh, I. I'm looking forward to going because I always look forward to going. But sometimes with international football, it's just such a game of chess. And uh, yeah, um, I am confident though. I think 3-1 maybe. But I was confident last night and I was proved wrong in the yeah. end. So yeah, it's a, it's it, a tough one to call. It's, it is a tough one. This is, our, I believe, our second time going to the Viva Stadium. The first time was in 2011. Was that uh, Europe? I was at that as well. Yeah, that, that game. Is 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 and and I spoke and I spoke to this uh, in the previous preview. Um, infamous in the Armenian mm-hmm. circle that match because if there's one game that we could point to and say it went to shit after this, it's that game. 
and and we had we have we've had our fair share of, of very very bad luck and um we're somehow still here we're somehow still in it and that's what really matters at the end i think the these set of players um are very very capable i mean we we have left off good players from this roster uh sargis adamian who plays for fc Köln, a european player plays in the bundesliga he's a striker we lack strikers uh he's not on the team sheet because he had a falling out with the manager very stupid yeah. reason very very stupid reason but um uh this set of players that we have here is 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 a bit of a mixed bag but we do i would say have very very good players that are ready to come on uh there is going to be changes i would say at minimum four changes to our lineup uh mostly in the defense it'll go for sure um and i do anticipate handing you guys possession and and playing on the counter attack that's that's the way to do it with Ireland, unfortunately. <laughs> we we do not do well when we have the ball. Even though we have some lovely footballers in the team, it's just the way. We're the same way. I mean, we had a hard time breaking down Liechtenstein. Uh, even with Henrik Mkhitaryan on our team, uh, we had something 70% possession, 30-something shots, uh, 20-something crosses, uh, and we couldn't break them down. But we're, we are... We, we, it's, they look lost. You know, You know, Man City looks like they're in their element when they're in the 18-yard box area. We don't. We look like we're we're lost. We're struggling. We're in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, yeah. I understand you on that one. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, when I saw a stat there last night. Our top scorer under Stephen Kenny is Callum Robinson with six. And those were in two games. Oh, no, he, he got one against Gibraltar, I think, but... Those were, one was a hat trick against Qatar in a friendly, and one was a double against Azerbaijan in the last qualifying. So, like, I mean, we're we're both lacking goals, I think, yeah. to be honest. And it was dis- disappointing last night that Troy Parra couldn't take that chance, and we couldn't get a few more. And you even you even look at like our defender John Egan scores again. Like he scored nearly half the goals in the last while. Shane Duffy the same thing. So it's it's craziness. Nathan Collins scored against Ukraine. It's always the bloody defenders with Ireland, anyway. But um. Just, just we'll, we'll finish off on this one. Uh, you probably don't know already, but is there any injury concerns for yourself? Because I, I haven't heard anything myself. We probably won't hear till tomorrow, though. No, no, we don't have any injuries. We don't have any suspensions. Uh, everyone is fresh. Everyone's ready to go. Like I said, Spertian and Haroyan are going to be fit, fresh, and ready for this game. Um, I think maybe Mokoyan, uh, who's our who started as captain. Uh, the, he's thirty six. Uh, hopefully this is his last campaign. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, but he's actually the only player in this squad uh, that was involved in that last match at the Aviva. So he's he's a, he's an old head, but I don't think he I don't think he'll be playing a part um, because he did he did take a slight knock and get uh, get subbed out. But other than him, which honestly is not that big of a loss for us, um, I would say we're good to go. Good stuff, good stuff. I think with us, uh, there was something about my Globe of Amy last night. He went off mm-hmm. after about 65 minutes. I don't know, though. RTE didn't report it, and they generally don't report much. Any, so, like, any suspensions on your end? Because I, I, I hadn't seen any. Uh, I don't, no, I don't think so. Josh Cullen was lucky to not get sent off last night, I thought, to be honest. He was very lucky not to get sent off. But um, no, I don't think so. I didn't hear anything. See, you usually don't hear it until the day before a game as well. And yeah, look... Look, anyway, Aram, thank you very much for this. It was a pleasure to talk to you again. And uh, guys, thanks very much for watching. Uh, come on, Ireland. Come on, Ireland. And you're going to say, come on, Ar- come on, Armenia. Uh, come on, and, Armenia. Uh, yeah, and look, maybe we'll be talking again soon in one of the next campaigns. You know, we never know. But it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on.
Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks, Paul. Uh, good luck, right. but not too much luck. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ram. See you again soon. The IFF TV podcast presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate, and subscribe.